The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. We are here for a post game. Memphis Grizzlies beat the Atlanta Hawks 131 to 113, climbing higher and higher above that 500 mark. The Grizzlies are now. Let's see how many games up they are. It's a pretty good sized lead. This game puts them uh, in a really good spot just behind Dallas. They're in the eighth spot all by themselves. Looks like uh, one game up on San Antonio and two and a half on the Golden State Warriors. I really did not expect this team. 26 and 23 is the record now. I didn't expect them to come out and look this good tonight. I feel like we've been saying that a lot lately, and maybe we will start expecting them to look better. Second game of a back-to-back, a little bit of travel. Thought they may be a little fatigued. Good news is they travel to New York. They get a day off in between. They'll be rested to finish this road trip. And maybe we will see them go 4-0 on this East Coast road trip. Would be huge. Would be huge. 4-0 on this road trip. Got a few games at home. And then they hit the toughest part of their schedule. If you haven't figured it out by now, I'm solo tonight. Isaac is not able to be with us. But that's all right. We will hold it down. John Morant was not looking good in the first half. Had a good third quarter. End of the night, 19-7-7. Grayson Allen, monster night for him. He had 30 points, four rebounds, three assists. Kyle Anderson was flirting with a triple-double. 16-9-6, two steals and a block. Dylan Brooks, 17-1-1 on another pretty efficient night for him. Six for nine from the field. JV, 19-11, the walking double-double, living up to what he does. Then you got the bench guys. Not a ton of scoring from the bench tonight. They were still without the Grizzlies, are still without DeAnthony Melton, Brandon Clark. Maybe they are back for the next game. Hopefully they're back sooner rather than later. The Grizzlies have all season long been weird about injuries. If you're watching the games, you know. If you're not watching the games and you're listening to the show, hey, we appreciate it. If you're a new listener, if you're a first-time listener, go into iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate you downloading the show. This game tonight, they started off terrible in the first the bench came in, done a pretty good job, called them back into it. They were uh, down five at the end of the first and just started taking care of business. The Grizzlies got some good fortune again. The Hawks were without some starters, four starters. Uh, Clint Capella, he was out. John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish. Missing all of those guys. Don't feel sorry for them. As Grizz fans, we've dealt with injuries all year long. The Grizzlies are not a healthy team. We're not missing four starters, but we are missing three key rotation guys. It is what it is, especially this year. With COVID and everything else, it's just a weird, wonky season. So you're going to miss some guys. You're going to have some nights when you got a short roster and guys have to step up. Didn't happen for the Hawks tonight. And I am grateful. 
Grizzlies 26 and 23 on the season now. And I may have looked at those standings wrong. They were probably not updated, to be honest with you. Let me go back. I'm going to roll back to that. Nope, it's not updated yet. So my uh, my talk of the uh, the standings and the game differences, that was not accurate. I'll get back to that later. But here we are. The Grizzlies 3-0 on this road trip. Isaac and I talked about it. Heading into this road trip, we're like, man, if they can go 2-2 two and two on this road trip, they're in good shape. Got a really good chance to go 4-0. The Knicks are not a pushover. They are a good team. We have to go into Madison Square Garden, the mecca of basketball, and beat the New York Knicks that are playing good basketball this year to finish this road trip 4-0. Can the Grizzlies do it? If they continue playing the way that they did these last few games, absolutely they can do it. Are they going to do it? We will see. I look at tonight's game. I I watch it. I'm sitting there. And in the first half, I don't understand why Ja Morant is not hitting that aggression. He talked in an interview. Steve Nash was interviewing interviewing, uh, Ja Morant and uh, Trey, Trey Young, at the Rising Stars game. And he was talking to him about the game and, and how it develops what they watch for. And Ja mentioned he's a pass-first guard. That's what he does. He tries to get his teammates involved. And as things, you know, as he gets his teammates going, then things open up for him. So is the lack of scoring in the first half a product of that? These last few games, Ja Moran has not looked great in the first half. He, he finished strong. He had a good third to, uh, you know, get this back up to a respectable line. If he doesn't have that third quarter, I think he scored 14 in the third. You take that 14-point third quarter away, we're looking at, um, you know, 5-7-7, seven, and seven, which isn't an awful line, but from a guy that's your franchise player, you expect more. I'm not asking him to completely change his his mindset or the way that he plays the game because what he's doing has got him to where he's at and what he's doing has been effective. I would just love to see the aggression a little bit earlier in the game. And you have to learn when to, to, to switch that on and off. Obviously, you don't want to... Uh, you know, come out, guns a-blazing in the first half, and then you get to the fourth and there's no gas left in the tank and you can't close the game, that's not going to end well. But I think against tougher opponents, and especially as the Grizzlies are going down the stretch, this seven-game road trip, you have Portland, the Clippers, the Nuggets, a lot of those teams multiple times. I think... The you don't play the Clippers multiple times, but you play Portland and Denver multiple times on this next road trip. And against those better teams, it, I feel like if Ja is not being aggressive early, that it's going to come back to bite the Grizzlies. When you have guys playing the way that Grayson did tonight, when it, when his cast, when his supporting cast is playing well, then it allows for him to not necessarily be the leading scorer. Who knows? Who, who knows what? I think 
against playoff caliber teams, especially in the Western Conference. The Grizzlies have showed they've been, I guess, honestly, dominant is a great word. To, you know, they've been really, really good against the Eastern Conference. How are they going to match up against these Western Conference playoff teams? We all know that the Western Conference is the toughest conference. It was the toughest conference before LeBron James came over, and now you add him into the mix, and it's that much tougher. I think the Grizzlies got to have Ja being a little more aggressive if they're going to get out there and compete with these stronger Western Conference teams. Grayson Allen, 10 for 18 from the floor tonight, 3 for 9 from 3, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Ja only got to the line two times. He was one for two. I hate that he's missing free throws. He's going to have plenty of opportunities. I think that that is another thing from Ja that that you want to see that improve to for him to be, you know, mid to upper 80s from the free throw line because as his game evolves, as he becomes the all-star that we all know that he is going to be, knocking down free throws are going to be key for him and for this team in winning games. Who saw Kyle Anderson coming? This guy, I I was on the side of Kyle Anderson is not going to be a part of this core moving forward. Let's move him and get what we can get and let this team develop. But holy crap was I wrong. He's still not going to be a part of the core of this team movie. Like he may be next couple years contract. He may be, but as this team gets to be the finished product, Kyle Anderson is not going to be a part of it. And what he's doing this season is phenomenal for the Grizzlies for a couple of reasons. Number one, if Kyle Anderson is not playing at the level that he has been playing at all season, the Grizzlies would not be where they are right now. And number two, as a piece that may they may look into trading moving forward, just solely based on age, as a guy that they may look into trading moving forward, the things that he's showing off this year, bringing him a tremendous amount of value. That is going to be a good thing for the Grizzlies front office as they move forward. JV, man, if if you've listened to the show at all, you know how I feel about JV and the show as a whole. Like we we love JV and what he does, what he brings to the uh, the table, night in and night out. His double double streak tonight goes to I think it was nineteen. Hold on, I'm gonna get this exactly. I wrote it down. I wasn't on the right page want to get this right for you. He is is that 19 in a row? Man, I lost it. I hate that. It was 19 in a row. It is. It's 19 in a row. I was I was doubting myself there, but it is. JB 19th consecutive game with 10 plus rebound. That is the Memphis Grizzlies franchise record. Said it last night, I'll say it again. When he's doing what he done tonight, I can live with his shortcomings on the defensive end. 
more and more people are coming around to see that that Xavier Tillman is a better defender. JV is not a good pick and roll defender. Tillman is good in, in nearly every aspect, and I think that he's only going to get better. More and more people are seeing that. You know that the coaching staff sees what Tillman is doing. There was one play tonight where Tillman got uh, got Trey. Trey was thinking that he got fouled. He did not get fouled, didn't get the call. Tillman just made a great defensive play. Another good look for the future. Still, man, cannot believe that they got that guy in the second round. The amount of talent, the stuff that he brings to the floor. And you can see his game. He was not much of a shooter in college. But they've, you know, he's been working on shooting that three. He knows that he has to have that in his bag to be an effective big man in the current NBA. And he's been putting in the work. He's not a 40% three-point shooter. Don't expect that from him. But he's gotten to where he's not scared to shoot that three. And that's huge. Desmond Bain, 5-4-2 tonight. John Conchar, 7-4-1-1-1. Got a bunch of ones out there. Seven points, four rebounds, one assist, one still one block from Conchar. The Jit and Grind Show. Tyus Jones finished with 10 points, one rebound, four assists, one still. D- just a great game from the Grizzlies. They They... Have had some good fortune of missing some guys from the other teams. Some, you know, they they missed Joel Embiid in the 76ers matchup, and then in this one, Capella would have been. Capella is not the type of guy that JV has trouble with, but Capella is the type of defender that is strong enough to guard JV, and his game probably would have looked different had Capella played tonight. He didn't get on the Grizz. So what's next? What do we got moving forward? I already talked about it a little bit. We've got the uh, New York Knicks. The Grizzlies travel to New York, got a day off in between. The Knicks game is on Friday. Then they get another day off to travel, and they're back home for a three-game homestand. Pacers on Sunday, Bulls on Monday, Mavericks on Wednesday. If the Grizzlies head into New York City, they beat the Knicks. Five-game win streak, heading back home against a Pacers team that's not healthy right now. A Bulls team that's still figuring out with their new pieces. And then a Mavericks team that's playing good basketball right now, but the Grizzlies are capable of beating that team. This could be a pretty interesting streak right here for the Grizzlies before they hit the uh, that that big road trip, big road trip. They're they're playing Chicago twice in one week. They got them Monday, and then they play them at Chicago on Friday. Then Milwaukee, the Nuggets twice, the Trailblazers twice, and then once whenever they get back home, and the Clippers in between there. They rip off seven or eight in a row before they get into the uh, Nuggets, Clippers, Trailblazers stretch there. They can be sitting in a good spot. Three games above 500 right now. That's the uh, 
good place to be heading into this part of it. And who knows when we're getting Jaron back. They say for sure by the end of the month. He's traveling with the team. He's looking good. He's up. He's cheering. He's been working out without a brace for a while now. I feel like he's been ready since well before this type of time frame. Maybe he comes back Sunday at home against the Pacers. Man, be living the dream. If we get home, if the, we the, the Grizzlies get home, they're on that five-game win streak, get home against the Pacers on Sunday, and they get Justice and Jaron back. This team's going to be scary, man. It's going to be very, very scary for the one or two seed. I believe that the Jazz have a pretty hefty lead on the one spot in the West right now. They they got a two and a half game lead over Phoenix. They're playing tonight, so that you know that that could cause a little bit of a swing. But I think. If the Suns or the Jazz run into the Grizzlies in the first round, that's not going to be a cakewalk series. Depending on when Jaron comes back in this next stretch, if it's closer to the end of the month, when you hit the playoffs, I think they're still even, even if he comes back Sunday, let's say some miracle happens, Jaron comes back Sunday. I don't think it's really that big of a miracle. I think they're just being way, 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 way too cautious. But let's say he comes back Sunday. We get these games in. We get the chemistry back up and going. The chemistry is going to be there. These guys hang out. You know, there's going to be a certain level of chemistry that that carries over that is just going to be there. But the on on the court chemistry they will have to figure that out. Jaron and Justice haven't played together yet. What's the rotation going to be? Who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? Who's going to be healthy? Where are they going to be? There's so many questions whenever you look at this. I'm hoping, praying, fingers crossed, we see Jaron come back Sunday against the Pacers. Grizzlies win that game, win the next game at home. Win the game against the Pacers and the next couple at home, and then they head to Chicago to start this road trip on an eight-game win streak with Jaron back in the lineup. Would be incredible. I was just talking with Dan earlier today. I got to uh, do a guest appearance on his show if you're if you're a fantasy guy, fantasy NBA, you do fantasy basketball, and you're not listening to Dan's show, you're missing out. Dan is great. Found him just looking around. Uh, you know, I'd listened to a number of different fantasy basketball podcasts. Started listening to Dan. It is um, fantasy NBA today, a hoop ball presentation, hoop ball's flagship show. Got to go be a guest, and we were talking about Grizzly stuff and and Jaron and the rotations and stuff like that. I don't know how much Jaron is going to play. I don't suspect that he's going to play back-to-backs this season. Maybe whenever you look into playoff time, obviously that's different. I still think they're going to be cautious with it, though. I I think 
for the rest of the season, asking Jaron to play back-to-backs is a little bit too much. They weren't doing it with Justice. Don't think they'll do it with him. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But the Grizzlies are playing basketball. They're they're hitting a stride right now, right when they need to. They need to be hot going into this next stretch of games so they can tread water. I'm not going to keep you too long tonight. This is a great game from the Grizzlies against the Hawks. Again, final score of this one, 131 to 113. The Grizzlies improved to 26 and 23 on the season. A full three games above 500. In great shape. Great shape in the Western Conference to make the playoffs. Odds are they're going to make the play in. They would have to get really cold and one of these other teams that are behind them get really hot in order to make up this ground right now. It's not completely impossible. There's still a lot of basketball to play. But if the Grizzlies maintain course of where they're at right now, it's going to be tough for any of these teams that are down, especially the teams that are outside of the top 10 right now, to chase them down. We fully expect Isaac to be back for the next uh, post-game show Friday against the Knicks. Hopefully we're coming on talking about another win and the Grizzlies closing out this East Coast road trip with four victories. When we just were hoping for two, they're already above that. They're playing with house money right now. Let's go into New York. The Grizz next gen get the win. Five-game win streak to go back home to play the Indiana Pacers on Sunday. You can find the show on Twitter. We're at HoopBallGrizz. Isaac is Isaac underscore Rivals. I am at DWill2111. If you're on Twitter at all, you see us. We're on there. Isaac and I are always posting, talking about something, whether it's Grizzlies, baseball, whatever. We enjoy the interaction. Come find us. Again, we we would love for you all to go and leave us a five-star review. It helps the show out a lot. When people are looking for Grizzlies podcast, you guys going and leaving us a five-star review helps us a ton. It's super easy. If you are an iTunes person, you go into your library and you click on our show. You scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page And at the very bottom of that page, that's where you go to leave a five-star review. If you don't, if you listen to the show forever and you don't leave a five-star review, that's fine. We appreciate you listening. We're thankful for everybody that listens. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. We'll be back. Grizzlies are on a four-game win streak. Heading into New York. Hopefully stretch it to five to get back home before we enter the roughest part of the schedule. And I'm hoping we are four days away from seeing Jaron. Well, yeah, I guess you technically see him. And I can't do math. That's more than four days. It is. It's not more than that. My math is okay. Not as dumb as I thought I was. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, guys, go Grizz. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.